0: Welcome to another Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we're going to be talking about some community stories as well as what I did on the seas, and I wanted to touch a little bit on some theories I might have with the upcoming update, thanks to some of the sound design studios uh, from Rare as well as some of conduct stuff. So let's get into it. First up on today's docket, I did want to touch on something that came out from the Sea of Thieves team. Uh, They reached out with a post that they call uh, reaffirming community policy. Now this is going to be something that kind of dives into stuff that I talked about back in July, something that dealt with two streamers and uh, harassment that happened as a result of an event back in May. Now, hopefully you guys are privy to this. If not, it's probably not going to personally affect you, but it is a shame that it happened nonetheless. So I wanted to take some time to reach out to you and tell you some of the things that we were told and kind of my feelings on it. So Rare told us that there's a lot of stuff that they wanted to kind of let us know about just to kind of remind us that they do care about how we feel about certain things and that they condemn any form of bullying harassment hate speech or discrimination and i've always been proud to call the cthu's community a welcoming and inclusive place something i can attest to myself there are outliers in that instance it's hard to say that there aren't a few bad apples in the community and most of the time we try to make sure that we root them out to get them away from the rest of the community so that it doesn't become a place that is consistently toxic one of the issues that comes with this is dealing with the partner program. And they wanted to state that the creators within the partner program are held to the same rules as players and they don't make exceptions and the integrity of the game and their message and of inclusivity is at their foremost concerns. Now, I understand why they're saying this, and a lot of it has to do with the lack of faith that some of the community members out in the uh, Sea community have about the team regarding this uh, previous event with the two partnered streamers. They wanted to let us know, and I'm going to read this a little verbatim so that you guys have the full context of what they're saying. Quote, we do understand that there are some concerns in the community about toxicity, This is an important decision at Rare, and we are treating it as a top priority. With our goal being to review and ultimately improve our policies so that everyone is working together to uphold what makes the Sea of Thieves community so special. We have already implemented changes within the partner program to ensure that our creator community remains a positive and welcoming space. We've tightened our processes for player recruitment in invitational events, and we will be making wider community facing changes in the future end quote so what are they saying basically they realized that they messed up in not making sure that they had better oversight in what's going on with some of the events that they sanction, namely community run events that bring in partners as a way to promote the game and to show a public facing uh, uh persona from the twitch community The problem that comes with this is that it's a little too late uh we've already had the damage and the damage has been done and as a result a fair amount of streamers and community members have left the game and don't feel comfortable with the community members uh or or with the team themselves that's a real shame to me because i love this game and i want everyone to enjoy this game but when you have people coming in with friends of theirs that they don't vouch for or don't keep in check or at least don't express that, hey, you know, this is a friendly thing. So maybe don't be a bad dude about it or a bad girl about it or however you want to go about it. I'm going to go out on a limb and just say that probably most of the toxicity I've ever come across is uh, male. So I'm not, I don't feel like I'm stretching on that. But I do want to address the fact that this is something that is good to hear, but also for right now, just words. Um, I'm glad that they are implementing some of the changes that they are taking this seriously and they want to make sure that in the future this doesn't happen again. And that's great lip service. But unfortunately, until something comes up where we run into another situation where this could be an issue and it doesn't, we won't know if these uh, changes or these processes have been uh, adhered to. And I trust Rare to adhere to them. And I would hope that If we can, and they say that they will be making wider community facing changes in the future, that we have a good scope of what those are going to be, because there's no way that we'll be able to hold hold RARE accountable for these actions if we don't know what actions they are. So if we see something and we know that it breaks the code of conduct, but it doesn't fall in line with what RARE's uh, goals are for this type of stuff, then they will overlook it because that's not within their scope. But if it adheres to the code of conduct and their, and, and their current processes for that, and they break the people coming in, break those, then at least we know that we can say, hey, you guys said this wasn't cool, please do something about it, and they will do something about it. Now, that's not to say that Rare hasn't already done something about this. As far as I'm aware, secondarily to, uh, or at least what I've heard from other people, A lot of people have been banned from the game, some that didn't realize they were going to be, and some that realized that they probably should have been. Whether that's effective enough so that they don't just sign up with a new account and get back onto the season, continue their toxicity, hopefully they've taken the moment to actually be uh, a little reflective on their actions and consider why they were banned as opposed to the inconvenience that it caused them to be able to play a game and continue to be toxic to other people. They also wanted to touch on something in this uh, that I wanted to cover as well, too, because I think this is a, a little bit more of um, Rare reaching out and being like, hey, this isn't cool and we didn't really appreciate you guys doing this. So, quote, Rare also has a duty to, uh, of care to protect its own staff against personal harassment, abuse and other behaviors which may endanger their physical or mental well-being. Our policy is to disengage from conversations with anyone who chooses to take that approach during discussions and this feels like a little bit of a personal jab to me um it doesn't feel like it's personal to me but it feels like it was a point poignant statement to the thing that happened in july and as a result i just want to say if you are someone who is upset with the situation going forward That's fine, you have every right to be and are probably very validated in your feelings. What's not okay is attacking devs personally because at the end of the day they're just trying to do their jobs and if you're a streamer and you're trying to do your job and you come across something that or you come across toxicity toxicity in the game please report it and try and get that person uh to be to be kicked out of the community or at least to get banned you know whatever the judgment call is i leave that up to rare because it's their game and we're following their terms of service their code of conduct for playing the game now It's that's a tricky situation, and there's a lot more that goes into that than just me saying a few things here and there. So, I want to just kind of come out and say, please leave the devs alone unless you can have something constructive, well meant, and you're trying to do right by the community and yourself, and you aren't getting personal about it. And it sucks because I can imagine that there are probably people that, um, you have to come in contact with about this kind of stuff. And it may not feel like they're being uh, uh, really good about doing their part. And I can't make any excuses for them. I can't make any excuses as to uh, why things are the way they are. There's plenty of of people out there that um, are good about this kind of thing. And some of them in the community, as far as handling toxicity, as far as handling requests, as far as dealing with community management, and I hope that at the end of the day that we can kind of look at this and be like, all right, well, this was the point that Rare did something that didn't fall in line with what the community thought needed to be done short of banning more people. And the community looked at the what happened and said, you know what, that's not cool. Uh, we should have disengaged with what was going on as soon as it started and said, you know what, if, uh, if the event is going to be run like this and these are the people that you're bringing to it. I'm not going to come, I'm not actually going to like, if it were me, let me just speak from my perspective. If I was in an event and I was getting, uh, getting harassment or toxicity from someone and I'm just, I'm assuming that it's going to be something that personally affects me and is just not cool and not, not cool by anyone's standards, except for the people that are okay with the harassment, because that's just what they're, what they're taught to do. I would probably disengage with that actual event. I'd, I'd reach out to them and be like, you know what? I hate to do this right now but this is a fun thing for me and i'm trying to have a certain group of people that watch my stream and i'm not going to subject them to this because it jeopardizes my position as a streamer and it jeopardizes the uh the health and the 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 well-being of the viewers that are watching it and i would quit at that point i'd take my crew and i'd be like hey you know what this really sucks but we're not going to join this because that person over there is making a poop in the pool and i don't want to be in the pool if someone just pooped in the pool so until the pool gets cleaned and i feel comfortable with it which on a side note i really are not i'm still not ever comfortable with pools regardless of how many chemicals you put in it because then i'm worried about how many chemicals are put in it and it's just i don't i don't really like public pools that's a it's a weird thing now but regardless there has to be a point where you eventually get back to the phase where you're like, OK, I'm OK with going back into the pool because I feel like it's clean enough now. And if the pool cleaner in this instance, rare, the studio doesn't come out and say like, hey, uh, I know you're concerned about the poo in the pool. Uh, we took a couple of things around there and cleaned out some of the leaves and took out the one poo that was in there. And you can trust us that we went ahead and cleaned it very well. Unless you feel like they're being honest about that, in this case, Rare's coming out and saying, hey, please trust us. We're making actions to try and make sure that this doesn't happen again. It's going to be really hard for people to want to go back into that pool. So a long story short, uh, I really hope that people, one, don't harass humans who are just trying to do a job because that's not fair to them. They have to deal with that. It's like being mean to a telemarketer. It doesn't matter how you feel about telemarketing. It doesn't matter how you feel about someone trying to call you and sell you something when you don't. You, you have zero time to deal with it because you're not trying to buy something from someone randomly on the phone. That's a human being trying to do a job. Now, I'm not talking about scammers. That's a totally different thing. But people that are just trying to do a telemarketing job are just trying to earn money so that they can pay their family so they can go home and do stuff with that money and, and actually have fun with their life instead of you know, trying to, to not have a home or food or whatever they need. And as a result, because I, I used to telemarket, I would hate for people to, to yell at me. I've had people yell at me on the phone, even when I wasn't a telemarketer, it sucks. It ruins your day. It really ruins your day and it's no different online. So why would, why would we want to do that to someone else to feel better about the situation that we're in? It sucks. Talk to friends. That's what they're there for. That's what friends are for. You talk to your friends, you get it out, and you've, you, you deal with it emotionally with people that are around you that you can trust to talk to about that as opposed to taking it out on someone who doesn't necessarily deserve it. Now, if they deserve it, that's a whole different thing. I'm not going to get into that. But at the end of the day, I really hope people don't harass people, whether they're devs, whether they're players, whether they're streamers, anyone. Just don't harass people. That's not a hard thing. If you go out there and you're sailing the seas and you sink someone, say, I'm sorry, it's nothing personal. GG. Good luck next time. I'll leave you a a reaper's chest on a rowboat. That's fine. Do do that. Don't call them names. Don't call them out. Don't be mean. Don't be a jerk about it because that's not cool. It ruins people's day and it it may make you feel better in the moment, but it's not going to do anything for your well-being. You're not being a good person by it. I've already gone too gone on too long about this, but I just wanted to get out of front of this because a lot of people have been talking about this, and a lot of people have said that this is just talk or this is fine, it's a step in the right direction. it's not uh them doing what they sh- what it's not rare doing what they should have done from the get go and at this point, I'm at least happy with this. I'm happy to see that they're addressing it regardless of how long it's been since the incident because at least now I know that there's a less likelihood that this will happen and that if it does happen, there's going to be exacting uh, things that happen. I can't think of what I'm trying to say here. There's going to be results as a result of or, or because of this and that we can execute on that and we can hold Rare accountable for that. And I'm excited to have that because now I feel like I've had something in stone well not on stone on the internet the internet has everything it's basically in stone they're basically saying this isn't cool we don't tolerate it and we're not going to tolerate it and if it happens here's a way to report it so in the show notes I'm going to have the link for you to be able to report someone so if you do come across someone who is being toxic not someone who's sinking your ship because it's a pirate game it's going to happen happens to me happens to you happens to everyone but If someone's being toxic needlessly toxic and they're harassing you and they're calling you uh, names that are attacking you especially if you're a woman then go to the show notes click on the link make sure you have the gamer tag and the date and all the information that you think you might need to report them and actually report them because that is the only way that we're going to be able to help clean up the seas rare won't know about this all the time but if, if you can record it, it's real easy to record on Xbox. You can record it. You can upload it to Xbox Live. You can download the Xbox console companion app on your PC or probably Mac. I don't know. I don't have a Mac anymore to be able to test this out. But you can download it on there. You can uh, upload it to the website. If you're on PC, you can uh, win Alt-G and it will automatically um, record the last 30 seconds of what happened. Uh, with audio and everything and then you can upload that so i've got the link uh, in the show notes for how to capture screenshots how to capture videos on your xbox and on your uh, pc how to block people for voice chat that's in there as well too there's a lot of ways that you can do this and i want to make sure that you guys know how to do this so that you can actually Uh, help make sure that the seas are a better place because I don't want people to be harassed. It's a place for everyone. You do what you want, but you don't harass other people. Next up on today's docket, I did want to address some of the things that are going on in Sea of Thieves right now while there is still time. As of right now, Rare's 35th anniversary event is still live. You can head over to the events hub to see what you have to do to be able to earn the Rare 35th anniversary figurehead. Now, there are five challenges that you need to do, all based on rare properties within Sea of Thieves, except for one, probably the hardest one. And you still have seven days. That's one week from the time of recording, which is 8-17-2020, to be able to achieve this. So what do you have to do? Well, I've gone over this in the past, but I wanted to cover it just in case you're popping in for the first time and want to understand what you have to do. First off, head over to Shipwreck Bay and interact with the Black Witch nameplate on the front of the wreck above the captain's quarters next to the Tall Tale for the Seabound Soul. Once you interact with it, you'll earn some gold and doubloons. Next, you want to head over to Snake Island. On the island, uh, in the middle section of the main island, uh, there is going to be on the north side a small wall painting that is of three mighty toads for the battle toads there's a picture on the website that explains where this is but if you're not sure again i would recommend heading over to rare thief to check that out and just type in uh battle toads i imagine battle toads there's also a guide there that i talked about last episode that i want to make sure that you know about too Then you want to head over to Plunder Valley. In Plunder Valley, in the middle of the island, on one of the rocks, you will see a picturesque bird and bear uh, wall painting over there. That's going to be the Banjo and Kazooie uh, wall painting for the game Rare Rare put out back in the 90s. So head over there next. The next one you want to do is over at Thieves' Haven. And that's where you're going to find on the middle tier of the island on the north hand side, uh, three animals surrounding a sun. That's going to be their Viva Piñata. Much like I talked about with Jay Pizzle, I have no clue what those animals are. Hopefully you do, and hopefully you can tell me. Next is the last one, and that is the hardest one. And that is sailing through a storm at night with all your lanterns off to earn the perfectly dark uh, achievement, or the perfect dark achievement. Now, this is an achievement, but it'll also earn you credit and doubloons as well as gold. That's how you'll know that you actually achieved it. This one is a little bit of a tough one because uh, today I sailed with uh, Sightless Combat for the Xbox Ambassador stream this morning and we had two hours to go around to actually do this and one of the things that we uh, paid attention to was the fact that this is an individual based thing. This isn't exactly something that you can do as a group and earn credit for. You do actually have to go out there and interact with all of these paintings and sail through the storm. Now, the storm aspect of it, as I understand you can do as a crew, it would probably be easier to do in a sloop. Now, we managed to get combat to all of the different interactions and all the wall paintings, and he's got all of those. The trouble came in when we tried to sail through a storm unfortunately the wheel fights you when you're sailing through a storm so having any kind of semblance of what's straight or neutral in our sailing system where we generally tell him three clicks to the left or five clicks to the right and he will feed or he will actually listen to the uh or not listen he will feel the haptic feedback in the controller to tell how far he's rotated the wheel and he has a neutral position that vibrates as well too so one of the troubles that you run into with this is uh, when the storm is pushing the wheel in the opposite direction it's hard to gauge how much you've actually turned the wheel when you're actually moving around so we tried this a few times Uh, unfortunately during the stream we only had two hours which only gave us a certain number of attempts to be able to sail through this and on a galleon with three people we had all of our lanterns off we did sail through it at night and we tried to sail through it in the middle of it as possible but we never achieved this it's something that i think combat is going to submit to rare as a support ticket because being that he's blind, it's going to be difficult for him to be able to do this without sighted assistance. And I would love for him to be able to earn this as he did attempt it. And we did do uh, what we believed would be the center of it. Now, obviously a lot of people have different theories on how to achieve this. If you listen to last week's episode with Jay Pizzle, he had a really good idea of how to do it. And I actually went after the, uh, the interview, and attempted to do uh, just that and actually uh, managed to do it. So if you do try to do this, you haven't, tr- you haven't actually gotten it in, you do wanna sail in and around midnight. Uh, if you open up your pocket watch, you'll be able to see what time it is. And sunsets usually around eight or 9 PM in the game And sunrise is usually around 5 or 6 a.m. in the morning. So make sure that you're tailing the storm when you actually head into it. But you do want to make sure you get in there at least around like 10 o'clock and try to sail through the middle of it by the time you exit, hopefully before 3 a.m. in game. And bear in mind, too, that hours are minutes uh, when you're in there. So one minute is one hour in game. There's 24 minutes for 24 hours in the game for a full day. So. Hopefully you guys have an opportunity to get that. I I really hope that everyone gets it because it's probably one of my favorite, uh, latest figureheads that have come out to the game. Uh, the other thing that I did want to let you guys know about too is, uh, head over and actually check out some of the different events that are going on with, um, with, with the, the event hub, because there's still the skull sweep every Wednesday. And that's uh, basically you earn rewards for Order of Souls activities every Wednesday. Uh, if you go out there and turn in soul or turn in skeletons or skull, you know, yeah, skulls to the Order of Souls. And there's always the Gold Rush that happens uh, every day between a certain amount of time. It's eighteen hundred PM to nineteen hundred PM British Standard Time, which I'm just gonna put in there as uh, as a daily reminder so that people know. And then um, it's also 1800 p.m. to 1900 uh, pacific standard time as well too so hopefully that helps you guys earn uh one and a half multiplayer or multipliers for your gold although i have heard recently that there might be some bugs not continuously giving you that uh multiplayer so or multiplier i don't know why i keep saying player Hey, do you enjoy being optimistic about bad movies? Or do you enjoy at least trying to figure out where someone worked really hard on a bad movie? Well, we've got the podcast for you. New to Robots Radio, we represent Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. Each week, we look at two movies that did really badly critically, but we try to find the good in them. And we have segments such as What Could Have Saved It? and Would You Watch It Again? If you're there on a Saturday night, you want to watch a bad movie, but you're not sure if it's like good-bad or bad-bad, or if you should even bother, give us a listen. You can find us on Robots Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please come and say hi. We love you already. Goodbye. Hey there, pirates. Uh, You've heard me talk about Gamefly in the past, and I wanted to give you guys an update on that promotion. It seems things have changed a little bit from the initial one that I gave you. So I did want to tell you about the promotion that's going on right now. So for $10, you can actually get two months of access with the first month being completely free. You do want to be able to use the link in the show notes to access this and make sure that you let them know that I came here. But the link itself is going to let them know that you came from my podcast. So if you're happy with the game, you can return it, play another one. There's no shipping charges, you can keep it as long as you want, and they sell old games as well too. So if there's a game that you've been wanting to play and you haven't gotten around to it, get it from GameFly, play it. If you want to keep it, you can pay for it and actually keep that copy. It's a great way to test out new games or if you like to cycle through different con- or games that have come out but don't want to have to buy them at full price, this is a great way for you to access that content. As always, Thanks for listening to the podcast and I'll be right back with the rest of the show. All right, Pirates, welcome back. I'm glad you guys sat through the ads. If you didn't, it's okay. I'd still love you. It doesn't matter. I did want to get into a couple things about this update, as well as the future update that we're getting. The first one being the future update, because I figure why tease that any more than I need to. So, Void Factory on Twitter, twost, or posted, twosted. I don't know. Is that what Twitter posts are twosted? Uh, it sounds dumb. Never mind. He posted a video of him using a uh, sea diver's helmet, like a metal helmet, and it looks like it's probably just a, a replica. It doesn't look like it would actually fit anyone's head maybe a small now I don't even think any a small person's head could fit in this. It's probably not functional regardless. He used a, uh, a metal bar used for holding weights and he was rolling a uh, piece of it over some of the grating on this uh, metal sea divers helmet and was recording the audio for it. Now, if you don't know void factory, he's a really awesome dude and he works on uh, the, the sound design He's actually the lead sound designer over at rare. Now, it's, it's interesting to think about some of the things that this could be. Um, I've seen some interesting suggestions in the comments. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is the sound of a winch and a crank, uh, kind of rattling as it, as it pulls up a chain. And some people have said that it's possible that it's a mine cart. Uh, some people have said that it could be a train. Some people are saying that it's some sort of steampunk, uh, clockwork type thing. And a lot of us seem to be coming to the uh, conclusion that it could be one of two things and one of them being a deep sea diving uh, expedition into deeper waters and the other one deals with the reaper's hideout now if you look at the reaper's hideout there is that giant wooden circle the excavated area that wanda had uh kind of moved a lot of the sand out of the way while uncovering the uh, pirates for all eternity cover stones around this area and as she was working on it and taking favors and gifts from us there was always this red ominous glow underneath and we still don't know what's underneath of there but one thing that we do know is that the chalice ruin for skeleton writing is etched on a hatch that has two uh bars with metal chains leading up to the top of the actual fort l- suggesting that not just the hatch but the entire circle can open and close uh at some point and i want to think that the metal winching uh kind of sound that we we heard thanks to void factory are a, a result of us gaining access to whatever's underneath of there now it's hard to know if it's going to be a tall tale if it's going to be a second pirate legend tavern just for pirates uh who are part of the reaper's bones who knows what it could possibly be there's some speculation going on that it has ties to to flameheart jr as the the part of the story that he talks about where his crew was lost uh at sea and came across an island and found a cave system where they actually went down in there found a chalice that was uh there as the result of the captain in the the sea of thieves a uh, book that actually um turn them into skeletons and that's where flameheart jr has been i've always kind of wondered where flameheart jr has been in the sea of thieves because it doesn't seem like we arrived shortly at or that much at longer beyond when he was actually in the sea of thieves and we just haven't seen any kind of indication of his whereabouts if he's still in the sea of thieves which i assume he is because he's a skeleton so i don't know how much he can uh exist outside of the sea of thieves based on how the shroud works but i'm hoping that this is the first kind of hints and teases to that bit of lore i really love that that this is kind of where a lot of people are going it seems like rare has done a good job of leading us down this path of, of giving this uh, a, a way in a subtle way without necessarily banging your head over with it and i can't wait to get back into more of the lore dives that that occur with the updates um one of my biggest criticisms of the Ashen Winds is the lack of lore tied to how the actual Ashen Lords came into being. Now, if you head over to there, obviously you're going to see that there's skeletons around a pile of bones conducting some sort of seance to summon an Ashen Lord. And while that's all fine and well... There's so many things that I think could have come to this uh, patch to help with the event. First off, I don't like that it's a world event. I think this should have been more like the actual voyages that you can get from the Order of Souls to summon a skeleton uh, fleet. The fact that you can do that with a, a voyage indicates that they are kind of okay with breaking the barrier between what's considered a world event, like with Flameheart and his fleet, and just a regular Ashen fleet uh, of ghost ships. So. One of the ideas that I had and I wrote it down my whiteboard that I recently got so that I could remember these things as I'm going throughout the week was the chest of rage. The chest of rage has been noticeably absent in the Sea of Thieves. In fact, I think the only way that you can obtain one currently is if you've held on to chest of rage voyages, or if you go and actually complete the molten sands fortress out in the devil's roar. Now, one of the problems with that is that because it's so far and it's so treacherous to have to deal with and the treasure isn't as good it's not really that not worth it to actually go out there and do that and with the advent of the way that the world events are are rotating now with the ashen lords being in the mix with skeleton fleets flame heart skeleton forts uh krakens it's a real pain to have to try and wait for a skeleton fort to pop and most likely it's not going to be molten sand's fortress so it's going to be even harder to get those chests of rage and hopefully those will start showing up on beaches or giving giving us a voyage to actually do that to find them um now that I think about it, I haven't checked with Duke. You might want to check with Duke because he might actually have a voyage. And then you might want to like tell him to to figure out what the heck he's doing with all that junk in the black market archive and uh, just give that to the vendors while you're at it. If you could do that, that'd be great. Just let them know, hey, all that stuff that you have in the black market archive, just hand it over to the vendors so they can actually do their job and give people the stuff where people expect stuff to be and not just in your back pocket, please. So, sorry tirade about uh black about duke the dark lord check box marked got that out of the way um sorry i'm gonna have some ice cream real quick be right back so good okay okay All right. I think that's good. Mm. Okay. Okay. I, I got that out of my system. I, I just, sorry. I needed it. There was a blackout at, at, uh, at the apartment here. And, uh, fortunately I had to, had to lose some audio as a result of it and, uh, had to, I just had to get something to make me feel a little bit better, but, but we're moving on. So, I wanted to take a moment to uh, read to you guys a first mate's log that was submitted by Super Superpack. Now, I get stories uh, from time to time, and I know that it's one of the things that you guys love to do. So I wanted to kind of read this uh, out for you so you guys get a good story. And I've personally I've had a really good time with, with uh, sailing on the seas. And uh, part of it has to do with the fact that i have stopped caring about commendations which i know seems kind of weird considering it's the main thing that we do every single update but the more and more i focus on them the more and more disappointed i get when i don't have that kind of uh, uh com- moment where i actually get to complete those commendations or get good um progress on them and as a result i wanted to try and actually just go out grab some friends people that i've sailed with in the past and spend some time with them get to know them and spend well not really get to know them but get to see how they're doing because i feel like i've been kind of disconnected from them as a result so i've been having a really really good time just getting back on the seas and just having fun and not really caring what we do so getting back to the first mate's log super pack wrote in and he says okay story time Space Admiral OrRS and I joined a server and got our Gold Hoarder emissaries up to grade 5 and grabbed the emissary quest. We noticed that between our joining and getting grade 5 that there were now two other Gold Hoarder emissaries and a Reaper's Bone emissary on our server. We switched to Reaper's Bones and started doing our emissary, leveling up to grade 3 or 4. The other Reaper's bones, a Reaper Bones ship, was heading for a Reaper's chest in the southeast corner of the map. They didn't end up getting that, but they clear clearly had some PVP success as they were grade five pretty quick. We were at Crescent when we noticed they were sailing past Golden Sands right towards us. They got some lucky shots and cannoned Oars and I in the head and were about to board, anchor us, and get our mast down, however, Two other sloops that the brig crew had clearly messed with before showed up and engaged them while we were dead. That gave us just enough time to get control of our ship back, not sink and join in the chase. Three sloops chasing a Reaper Bones brig. Using speaking trumpets, we made it clear to the other sloops that we were with them in wanting to sink the brig. Good an alliance since our flag box decided to bug out, unfortunately. The brig juked and tried to bait all of us to sail into potential borders or sailing near forts where they had someone on cannons. Unfortunately, the tactics worked on the other two sloops and those ships sank. While they attempted to bait us into Sharkfin Camp Cannon Range, we sailed southwest and got a little bit of a distraction on, uh... On them, we had a fair bit of treasure aboard, and if they were going to chase us, it was uncertain that we'd get to cash it all in. So, we loaded it into the rowboat, and I took off rowing west while Oars went east. They took the bait and followed him, never saw the rowboat slip away. I thought maybe they'd cannon over to Daggertooth since we had just passed that outpost. So, I rowed to Sanctuary while Oars led them into the Devil's Roar to the edge of the Shroud. I cashed everything in and came back. We sailed the galleon's grave. Throughout this run, they tried to board us many times, but only succeeded the one initial time. And after that, we were uh, were not able to get our masts down or put any significant holes in the ship. Whenever we turned to fire, they would turn tail and run, again, trying to get us to chase them. As we sailed Galleon's Grave, we dumped some of the excess storage crates we had, ammo, supplies, treasure chests, got rid of anything on the ship that could be cashed in or used. Then, we beached and anchored our outpo- or at the outpost, ran to the Reaper, Reaper's Bone table, and lowered the flag, then scuttled. The Brigantine crew cannoned over, and what plunder awaited them was nothing. Not a thing. Zip. Not even a Reaper's Bone flag. They didn't realize it initially, coming up and confidently declaring victory. Then it dawned on them that the treasure was gone and that they got very salty very quickly. Or super pack. Thank you for that story. I love when you get those moments where you can satisfy your desires to get everything you wanted and leave them with absolutely nothing. In fact, I just had an experience like that with uh, Joel Mead, who's uh, a friend of Run Jump Stops. Uh, Nintendo Switchcraft podcast. He and I uh, got to sail today and we jumped on a sloop and just kind of went out and did some Order of Souls missions. He's fairly new to the game and it was a good chance for me to jump in there and try and offer some of the knowledge that I've had over the last couple of years of playing. So as we went around, I tried to offer what little hints and tips I could give him and we went and we killed out a whole bunch of skeletons. Some of his voyages, some of mine. Unfortunately, I never did get to see my skeleton. So I'm still out on the hunt for him. The thing that we did do, though, was we managed to get up to grade four. At this point, we were at Mermaid's Hideaway and we had a fair amount of treasure on us. And our next voyage took us to Crescent Isle. Meanwhile, up at Sanctuary Outpost, it was clear that a Galleon had spawned in with a Reaper's Mark. Not the Reaper Emissary, but just a Reaper's Mark. Which was funny because we had seen a Brig earlier in the server who also had just the Reaper's Mark. Now typically when I see just the Reaper's Mark, I think of two things. One, it's either a new crew who think it's cool and put it up. Or it's a couple of people trying to get the same ship on uh, two ships on a server. These were neither the case as they never came after us and uh, they never uh, went to meet up with anyone else to alliance up. So we're still a little uh, unsure of what happened there because uh, all of the Reaper ships that we saw on that server ended up disappearing mysteriously. The Galleon, the Brig, a Sloop later on, all of them had uh, Reaper's flags up and eventually disappeared. Not near an outpost, mind you, because they didn't cash anything in. In the middle of the ocean, where we had marked on the map their location, the flag just disappeared and we never saw the ship on the horizon since. But one of the things that we did do was we took all of the treasure that we had stored up. Now, bear in mind, we're Order of Souls 4 at this point in our emissary rank, and we were hoping to get 5, but because of the galleon, being up at Sanctuary and us being close to, to uh, Golden Sands Outpost, I wanted to ensure that Joel managed to get as much of the treasure in to get levels on his way to Pirate Legend. So with a grade four, we cashed everything in we had and we noticed that the galleon started to set sail. And at this time, we weren't clear of their intentions. So I voted uh, the emissary down and told Joel to, to head over to the Order Souls tent to do the same. We lowered our flank and proceeded to head over to Crescent Isle, and it was at this point that we noticed that what a galleon was, beelining for us, was now a a galleon heading over to Wanderer's Refuge, and we had successfully deterred them from heading over to our ship. We ended up finishing up that voyage and doing a few other things on the way to uh, Plunder Outpost, where we eventually cashed in what we had picked up afterwards and uh, ended our voyage there. I had a really great time with him and it was a nice experience to get someone who was fresh to the seas and still kind of enjoying things to give him as many hints and tips about how to double dig or how to sword lunge or how to deal with a ship or just not drop the anchor. And hopefully he uh, remembers some of the things that I told him and can share those with other people and becomes more experienced on the seas. And I can't wait to see what happens when he ends up hitting pirate legend as it is a lot of people are joining the keelhaul podcast discord server and a lot of them are pretty fresh to the seas so if you have questions concerns, or you just want to know some of the hints, tips or tricks, I would highly recommend you guys jump into the Discord server. There's a lot of really good people there, and we've been trying to make sure that everyone gets an opportunity to sail. There's an entire channel category just for sailing for adventure, arena, insiders, and leaving your gamer tag to make sure that you have uh, a way to, to look up other people on Xbox or on PC. Other than that, there's plenty of places that you can leave your pictures, stories, all that and tons of other things to talk about as well too. In fact, I'm hoping that there's going to be a new Shore Leave episode that I can put out this week. There's a lot of stuff going on with Fortnite, with Xbox, with release dates, with PlayStation that I want to dive into because it's an exciting time for the industry right now. There's a ton of stuff going on and and I want to share it with you guys and just get it off my chest to be able to talk about it. So I'm hoping that I'll be able to get that this week. All right, Pirates, I think I'm going to end the episode here. Uh, As you can tell, there's not a lot of news going on with Rare. They've released a few statements, and I've kept up with some of the community members as well as some of the devs online. But until we know more about what's coming down the line with the next update, it's going to be hard to know if it's something worth getting excited for. I generally feel it'll always be something to get excited for until I get out there and find out otherwise. But for the most part, we're kind of uh lost at sea with no real good heading except that mike chapman has said that he's been working hard on a lot of the next stuff coming to the game and he would not give us a hint at what it actually pertained to but if i had to take a guess i would say that it's probably going to deal with flameheart and we really have to figure out how the heck we're going to deal with him so i imagine that in the future we will probably find some way to stop one of two things either the skeleton uh or the ghost galleons or the ashen lords because those two things need to be addressed i don't know if they'll be addressed for all of eternity or we'll have a moment where we stop it and then we can summit later on and then we also have uh, Stitcher Jim and Wanda. We still need to figure out what's going on with them and how we're going to deal with uh, the 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 repercussions of their actions in the Devil Shroud in the Heart of Fire, because there's a lot going on with that that is still a mystery. So I'm hoping that some of that starts to unravel as we start to kind of pull the strings and see where they lead us to in the lore of Sea of Thieves, because obviously that's the one thing that I absolutely love about this game is the story that's being told around all of our stories being told. So what I need from you guys, if you're listening to this and you're sailing on the seas, tell me your story. Give me a good story to to read out on the podcast because I I really enjoy them. I've been having a good time with my own, but everyone has a different story and I want you to share it. And the best way to do that is to reach out to me. So go type up your your email, send it to CAPT L-O G U N at gmail.com. That's the the podcast email. That's just my name with Gmail attached to the end of it. You can also message me privately on Discord. You can DM me. My DMs are open on Twitter at C A P T underscore L-O-G-U-N. You can always join the deal, the, the Keel Hall podcast. Uh, we're playing a lot of games in there, and there's a specific um uh area just for Tall Tales. So if you if you have an actual uh, story that you want to, to kind of, uh, share with other people, um, you can definitely do so. There's, there's uh, a, a great way that you can kind of do the first mate's log in there and, uh, make sure that people have an opportunity for you to actually see what's going on, uh, with, with some of your adventures, which I love, especially if you sunk a shrouded ghost, I want to know what that was like. So if you, if you, if you've killed a shrouded ghost, I want to hear your story, uh, seriously. And other than that, there's always ways that you can support me. Um, game flies one way. Loot crates another. I have merchandise. If you'd like the Kielhald logo, I sell shirts. I sell phone cases on Teespring. Uh, the link is always in the show notes. So if you want to head over there, you can always support me by purchasing merchandise and repping the podcast. A few people have done that in the past for events back when we had conventions, when we weren't all walking around with masks on our face. Uh, by the way coconut fever is still a serious thing please make sure you guys are being responsible safe friendly people out on the world when you're not sailing on the seas on the seas you can be murderous rampaging pirates as long as you're not toxic and pirates i think that's going to do it i think i've covered everything if i miss something or there's something that you wanted me to talk about Reach out to me. Definitely let me know. I love getting the questions and feedback similar to some of the uh, reviews that I've actually gotten on iTunes. Here are the three that I found over on iTunes. So thank you all for writing into iTunes and reviewing the show. Uh, Each one of these is a five star review, which I appreciate because it always helps with the uh, ranking in Sea of Thieves. It helps make sure that I I get charted so that if people are looking for a podcast, uh, when you get into that top 200 or that top 150, you get charted and people can actually see your podcast and there's good discovery involved. You guys all know all this. I don't have to explain it because you're all sm- super smart people. So I did want to to read these out for you because I want to make sure that if you do write a review, I recognize that because it takes time and effort and I appreciate it. So pastor kid three wrote in and says, just listen to it super informative and entertaining it's a great podcast to listen to if you haven't been able to play in a while or if you just want to know everything about new updates he clearly knows what he's talking about and puts time into these episodes if you're new to the seas or if you're pirate legend i'm sure this podcast will be a good time Thank you, Pastor. I do try to make sure that everything I do is accurate, friendly, fun, entertaining. And uh yeah, I, I love it. So I, I don't I don't really know why people wouldn't want it. But anyway, moving on. Legendary Cat 344 from Great Britain says, I only got into it a few months ago and I'm obsessed. Thank you, Logan, for all the great content. I am glad to hear that you are loving Sea of Thieves. I want to hear your story. Tell me some of the favorite things that you've run into or some of the weirdest things that have happened to you on the seas. I want to read them out on the podcast. Uh, STG Gaming wrote in on the United States and says, that's got to be the best podcast I've ever seen. Aye, tis a podcast that even Blackbeard Bear himself might spare a wee amount of time to take a listen. Highly recommended. P.S. I would love a full episode released every once in a in a whole or once every once in a while. Uh, That's entirely dedicated to the tales of pirates of vasty scurvy. Insert their common pirate phrases here. (laughs) thank you stg gaming um the more stories i have the more i can share so it's really up to you guys to tell me what your stories are so that i can actually share them with the rest of the community it means a lot to me that you guys uh, send those in and i want to make sure that i showcase them as best i can so that other people can hear some of the adventures while they're sitting at work driving home from work picking up the kids walking the dock, whatever you're doing right now, I just want to let you know that I appreciate that you're taking time to listen to me and I hope that I give you enough content each week to enjoy Sea of Thieves even if you're not playing. Pirates, that's going to do it for this episode of Keelhauled. I hope you liked it. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you to everyone that wrote in. Thank you for everyone sharing your love, your, your compassion, everything that you do and with that, I love you and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves. Mm dot net